The following podcast contains strong language and frank discussions of violence. Listener discretion is advised. Buckle up and get ready to clutch your pearls. Well, hello, little ghoulies. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our second episode. Number two. Of Murder Amongst Friends. We are, once again, in my living room. Had a bit of a snowstorm this week, Michael. Sure did. Weren't together. That was poor planning. I know. We should have planned to get snowed in. And record 12,000 podcasts. And 12,000 episodes and take the rest of the fucking year off. We did not. Uh, we did not do that. And that is poor planning on our part. So. We'll get better at this. We will. We'll get better. At some point, maybe we'll have an actual little studio instead of <laughs> sitting on my rickety old ass couch. But And, um, and a uh, gaming chair that sits basically on the floor. <laughs> But I like being higher up than you. It's very... I like looking down. It's very metaphorical. You know? Yes. Because I do like being in charge. I think we all know. I yes. do like being in charge. But... Uh, very obvious. But we're... E- come on. We're equals. Just in this situation, if someone were to see us, they would probably think that I set this up on purpose <laughs> to be sitting above you. Uh, yes. I would agree with that. Like the queen that I am. <laughs> but what do we have this week? What do you have for me this week, Michael? Because let me tell you, I've been jonesing... Since our last episode, and I hope everybody else is too. So, well, this one is not as twisty turny, okay, as the previous. It is uh, much more straightforward, but it does have the most fearsome creature of all: disaffected white male youth. Ah, the most dangerous creature in all of nature. Yes, and unfortunately, they exercised their their, just, their white privilege. Yeah. Mike, let's just come out and say it. They're, They're young white men in America who are on the top of the food chain. Yeah. Kyle fucking Rittenhouse. Let's let's just let's just be honest, Mike, and let's just go with uh Well, these two uh definitely would be Kyle Rittenhouse fans, I think it's safe to assume. Yeah, I think they would buy tickets to his traveling bullshit show. Uh where they do they do they put them up on their shoulders at every appearance and like laud him about as yeah. if he is like the king of i believe they do they call that the the rudy or they, they... <laughs> the rudy don't come on man well, don't fucking the sean astin come on, rudy. rudy i know don't I... don't do that to sean astin <sighs> come on man mikey from the goonies don't play him out like that samwise gamgee from I lord of the rings of course yeah yeah and he did go a little cuckoo with the ring so not as cuckoo as certain others but yeah not as cuckoo as these two. And with that. So let's jump right in. Let's get started, babes. This is the story of Cassie Jo Stoddart. September 22nd, 2006, in southeastern Idaho. 16-year-old Cassie Jo spends the night house-sitting for her aunt and uncle and their three cats and two dogs. It's too many pets. It's far too many That's pets. It's a lot of pets. Matt Beckham, Cassie Jo's boyfriend, stops by to visit around 6 p.m. Probably no relation to David, I'm guessing. In okay, southeast in Idaho. Idaho, I mean, unlikely, unlikely, unresearched though. I can I can look more into that. Later. Unlikely, but sometime later, two more boys, Brian Draper and Tori Adamchick, both also sixteen, show up to hang out with the couple. That's I don't like that. That's three boys and one young girl. After giving the two newcomers a tour of the house, they all settle in and start watching Kill Bill Volume Two. Never saw it. We'll just move past that. <laughs> Does that end our friendship right here and now? Actually, I've never seen Kill Bill Volume 1. I mean, I've seen 
fucking clips on clips on clips. But, like, I've never... I don't know, man. I like Tarantino, but I just... I don't know. I figured I wouldn't like it. I just never was into it, but all right. We're going to move on to the next paragraph I've written, so I don't say anything I'll regret later. I digress. (laughs) Before the movie was over, though, Draper and Adam Chick leave, saying they wanted to watch a movie at their local movie theater instead. Weird, but okay. So, you know me. I looked up the date... And yeah. I looked up the weekend yeah. to see what movies were playing. So you are... they, they <laughs> you're a nerd. They didn't say what movie they were going to see. Yeah, but some of their choices could have been okay. The Gridiron Gang. No, starring not, no. The Rock and Exhibit. No, if for they some reason. no. The Queen, starring Helen Mirren. Oh, your girlfriend Helen Mirren. The Black Dahlia. I mean that one. Yeah, maybe. Uh, well, would teenage boys have interest in that though? Scarlet they Johansson's definitely don't want to see the Queen. Let's. These are like fifteen-year-old boys or something. Sixteen. Yes. Yeah, they're not going to see the Queen. I don't know if they're into the nude De Palma either with Black, De, uh, Black Dahlia, but the mm. other choice was Children of Men, which is uh, Alfonso Cuarón. Um, Those Clive, are not good options for like sixteen-year-old boys. I feel well, like so. The they probably went to go see the Rock movie with fucking Exhibit, but well, uh, Cassie Joe and Matt stay behind. So okay. we don't know what movie they said they were going to go see, if they said anything at all. If they I just even, needed if to, they yeah. even went to I just, a movie. I just need to know. Yeah. Uh, unbeknownst to the couple, before they left, Draper had unlocked the door to the basement. So Which rhymes with Ch- Raper, by the way. So he and Adam Chick could get back into the house undetected. These are the boyfriend's friends? Yeah. But he doesn't know this either? No. Supposedly? The boys drive away. Hmm. But returned to the neighborhood a little while later, parking down the street from the house. Mm-hmm. After they left, before coming back, they changed into dark clothes, gloves, and white masks. As you do when you're about to commit a crime. Yes, yeah. don't commit crimes, but... <laughs> they make their way to the unlocked basement door and mm-hmm. sneak in while mm-hmm. Cassie, Joe, and Matt are upstairs still watching TV. Have you ever rigged a door? No. So that you can... You didn't know what I was going to say! You don't even know what I was going to say. If a question starts with, have you ever done? No. No, the come on. no for me. Have you ever rigged a door so that you can get back into a place later on? Yes. Oh, so you jumped the gun <laughs> on that one and just said no. Okay, what was it? Was it? The security door to my apartment when I was moving in. Okay, but count? no, no. Then no. No, okay. Well, when I was in eighth, <laughs> when I was in eighth grade, first of all, I went to Catholic school, grades one through eight, okay? Formative. Yeah. And um, it was the last day of school. And we had like one of those pizza party, like it wasn't really a day of school. Like it was basically like, hey, everybody brought in cupcakes and juice and pizza and stuff. And we just fucked off for like half a day and then we're dismissed. But for some reason, the teachers kept all the extra food, like all the the extra pizza, all the extra soda, all the extra chips, the ice cream, the cupcakes. So I I had to be like, what, 13? Mm, 12, 13, 13, I think. Um, so, yeah, so know. we decided why should they get to keep all of our snacks? So we had these like very heavy, like locking, like self locking doors, right? So we stuck, <laughs> we stuck gum wrappers in the little lock hole thingy, the little chamber where like the, where it clicks, where in. It clicks yeah. in, so that it would look tightly closed but that we could still open it. We waited for all this. I don't know. Maybe they were having meetings the next day. So whatever. They had all the food in the the school still. So we wait till all the teachers leave. 
and me and my <laughs> band of like merry misfits go back in to the school. And so first of all, we thought it was cool just being in the school when the school was closed and whatever. So we're just like running around, running through the, the freaking halls and stuff, grabbing all the snacks and everything. Well, unbeknownst to us, there's a janitor like in the school. And when I tell you it was like the breakfast club, like he heard something. So he's looking, but we knew the sc- I mean, we'd been in the school since first grade. So like we know every nook and cranny of the school. We're literally like running through the hall, hiding in classrooms, like watching him go by, like going out another door. We grab all the snacks and we just sat in the schoolyard and just ate them all. But So that's my... I was hoping you weren't going to just break a blood oath (laughs) where you finally come clean after all these years that you murdered that janitor. No, God. First of all, you know I would never admit to anything. But yeah, but that's my... That's my... uh, That's my... Where my criminal... (laughs) My criminal foray started in the eighth grade. Well, Brian and Tori take it a little bit further. Great. Uh, So once they're back inside, the two make loud noises in the basement on purpose, trying to lure either... Of the others that are upstairs. Not either. You better send your boyfriend down there. I ain't going down there. Well, their intention is to, they don't care who comes down. Right. Um, They want to, quote, scare them. That didn't work, though. No one came down to look at what the last. Yeah, they were. Listen, like. there's two 16 year old kids up there. They're probably <laughs> they're probably up there a little too busy to come down and see what some scratchings in the basement are. Well, when that didn't work, Brian and Tori found the circuit breaker and turned the power off throughout the house. I don't, I mean, all right. Again, though, that didn't work. They just, they, they <laughs> sat there in the dark. Well, they're watching no one, a yeah. quote unquote watching a movie. Right. So if they were actually watching a movie and the power went out, they probably would have investigated. Right. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say they weren't watching a movie. Or at least look out the window to see if the other house. Like all the houses out. are out. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, if not, you're, if you're getting yeah. busy, right. you're not going to look out the window. Yeah. So that didn't work. No one came down. Uh, so they turned the power back on. Unsurprisingly, yeah, Cassie Joe was nervous after the seemingly random power outage and restoration. Right, <laughs> right. Her boyfriend finally noticed that one of the dogs kept sitting in front of the basement door and was randomly barking. Yeah, growling. alerting like, "Hello, there's two strangers in the basement." I would hope my dog would do the same thing if there was someone hiding in my house, but probably not. She probably just lay on her back and cry for belly rubs. But now, with his girlfriend terrified. <laughs> Matt doesn't go investigate. Matt calls his mom Aww. and asks if he can spend the night at the house to keep her company. Get, <laughs> Get out of here. Now, First of all, my mother would have been like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, Get your ass home now. With her son being 16, his mom declines the request. Okay, great. Okay, good. At least his mom's got some sense. If you, she I thought does, you were going to say like, yeah, sure. She does, however, offer to let Cassie Joe come home. To the Beckham house. Stay with spend the night. Stay, stay with them. Right. Spend the night with them. But she's them babysitting. Is she not? Offering to drive Cassie Joe back to his aunt and her aunt and uncle's house in the morning. She's only house sitting and pet sitting. Pet sitting. Okay. So there's no kids. There's no kids there. All right. Unfortunately, Stoddart felt a responsibility to the animals and felt obligated to stay with them. Well, yeah. That's her. That's what she's probably getting paid for. And that's what she promised her, her family. Her auntie or yeah. whatever. At around 1030. So Matt's only been there for four and a half hours. Listen, you get a lot done four and a half hours. Well, and we don't know when Brian and Tori arrived and when they left. Right. So we don't know what's you know been happening. But at 1030, Matt's mother comes to pick him up. And now Cassie Joe is alone. She stays. Are these guys still just hanging out in the basement? Yes. For all this time? Right. Weirdos. 
while driving home, though, I find this kind of weird. Okay. You find um, this kind of weird? The whole Well, I find this particularly weird. Okay. Matt, the boyfriend, calls Adam Chick with Tori, one of the guys in the basement, to see where they were. I guess to see if they wanted to meet up later, but no one really, really knows. Who's going out? Listen, when I was 16, I wasn't going out at 1030. And I would be like, I lived with my grandmother, first of all, at that age. If I said, hey, Nana, um, I'm going to dip out with my friends. She'd be like, the hell you are. It's 10 fucking 30 at night. Also keep in mind that he is in the car with his mother at the time. She had just picked him up. Yeah. He's calling to like, you do that. Either on the slide yeah, or when you get back definitely, from your room. You're definitely doing it on the slide and yeah. going like, wait till she falls asleep and right. I'll sneak out and meet you guys. Uh, I don't know. Maybe these parents are like lax. I certainly wouldn't have let my daughter out at 1030 at night at 16. Yeah. Well, who knows what they actually want to talk about. But the boyfriend could barely hear what Tori was saying. <laughs> were they was whispering, whispering in the basement? whispering on the phone. But he assumed because they were at the movie theater. Okay. Ooh, smart though. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Once they knew that Matt was gone, Brian and Tori again turn off the power, oh, again hoping Cassie Joe would come down to the basement. That's wicked scary because I used to babysit to make money as like a young teen, like 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 years old, whatever. And one time I was babysitting for these, they were like neighbors of ours, but they had bought another house out in like the sticks somewhere and they would go out and they were like partiers like they had three kids too by the way but they would go out first of all i used to get paid twenty dollars to watch three kids for the whole night from for the whole night from like maybe six or seven o'clock i used to have to sleep over because they would come home completely banged up Hmm. at like three or four in the morning and then drive me home at like 10 a.m or whatever the next day i used to make 20 bucks but also this house had like all windows and it was the only house built in this like new development. Oh, no. So it was pitch house on haunted hill. Fucking <laughs> black everywhere you looked. Tons of huge, huge like floor to ceiling windows, bay windows, windows everywhere as far as the eye can see. And I kept getting these weird crank calls, and I thought somebody was outside. Then the power went out. It was like straight out of a horror movie. I thought I was gonna die. I literally took a knife from in the kitchen, and I slept in the bed with one of the little girls, and I had like the knife like under the mattress, like so ridiculous. Yeah, I was scared shitless, but I was gonna like protect those you. kids, man. Yeah, don't blame me for scared. Yeah, man, it was scary. So they turn the power off. She doesn't come down because she's not in a horror movie. She doesn't go down by herself to, to the basement. Yeah, who does? The boys finally decide to go upstairs. Uh, they don't turn the power back on. Though. So it's pitch black and they are now going upstairs to where Mary Jo or Cassie Oh, jo I would have made sure that basement door was locked. Uh, Brian had two weapons with him. A dagger and a hum- hunting knife. Jesus Christ. At the top of the stairs, once they got up there, Brian slammed the closet door. Again, trying to scare her. Uh, As she was lying on the couch in the living room. Yeah, that's terrifying. This is terrifying. The two boys then went into a murderous frenzy, attacking Cassie Jo, stabbing her 30 times. No, no. 12 of them would have been potentially fatal on their own. So at least. This is like just overkill. Yeah, almost half of the stabs could have. That was it. So they just each took a knife and just went to town. Like, this is. Well, there's conflicting stories. Oh, no. Both weapons had been previously purchased from a pawn shop with the help of one of their 18-year-old friends. Okay, because I was just about to say, how the hell are they buying anything from a pawn shop? But, okay. Draper and Adam Chick had been recording themselves for weeks prior to the crime. Basically laying out their plan to kill Cassie Jones. Recording themselves? 
like this video recording, audio recording, video recording, just saying this is what we're going to do. We're going to kill these people. Like how stupid are and these kids? Some of the recordings they made were done on school grounds. Oof. The footage was shown during their trials. So it did not go well for them. These guys are dumb. Both boys were quickly arrested only five days later and charged with first degree murder as well as conspiracy to commit first degree murder because of all of the fucking recordings. <laughs> because of all the fucking planning that you decided to record for posterity. Smart. I usually try not to editorialize in my actual writing of these stories, but I couldn't help but hear. Like the true pieces of shit they are. <laughs> <laughs> Each blamed the other for the plan. Yeah, of course they did, little fucking bitches. Draper admitted being in the room with Adam Chick when Cassie Joe was killed, but denied participating. Oh, okay. of course he didn't. Later, he changed his story and said that he did stab her, but only under the direction of Tori. I wonder if, were there any, like, did they have any wounds on their body to show, like, you know, you stab someone that many times in a frenzy, there's a lot of blood. Knife Your hand slip. slips, the knife slips, you cut yourself. Like, I wonder if they had any telltale injuries draper also brought investigators to the spot where the two had dumped their clothes and weapons after the murder presumably look i'm cooperating right right trying to be the good boy who do you think these two were quote inspired by jesus christ i mean it literally could be (laughs) it literally could go back to jack the ripper it could be something more these are two high school white dudes in america in the mid 2000s i know but who do you think it is? I don't know. Tell me. Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. But they didn't... They, I was going to say that, but they didn't stab people. They went on a shooting spree. And they they, they did a mass... This, that was a mass occurrence. This is you snuck into your buddy's girlfriend's auntie's house and stabbed her to fucking death like the little bitches that you are. Like, I'm not giving props... Stop right here. I'm not giving props to like a mass school shooting and being like, well, they did it. Like they did this mass occurrence and here's you just stabbing one little chick. Like, no, they're both horrible. But like, how are you claiming? Remember the pieces of shit comment? Yeah. They're because little... uh, Tori also blamed Scream, which just. Get no. the f- <laughs> just fuck no. out of my face. Uh, April 17th, 2007. Is the day that Brian Draper was found guilty. Scream. I mean, I have a lot of rage and I've seen Scream and I, I never got the urge to like sneak into my friend's auntie's basement and lie in wait and then stab someone right. 30 fucking times. Right. So like, this is such horseshit. I hate when people commit crimes and then they try to blame the media or movies yeah. or video games or songs or somebody else. Like, it's such horseshit. We talked about this before, but it's the grandiosity that these people have, that they think what they do in their lives are so important and meaningful that they're like, this is equivalent to the greatest, you know, mass tragedy in, in history. All right, but why are you, what's fucking wrong in their psyche that they're they like. It would be cool, you know, because they're disaffected young white men because that's <sighs> the worst kind of human well, that's white be. men in America. America. So April 17th, Draper's found guilty. Adam Chick's trial starts shortly thereafter on May 31st, uh, which uh, he's convicted, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, only It only took until June 8th for him to be convicted uh, from May 31st. So I really hope week. these pieces of shit are still rotting in jail. Sentencing for both took place on August 21st, and each received mandatory life sentences with parole uh, for the murder convictions, as well as 30 years to life for the conspiracy charges. So... Parole's not going to be for a while. Okay. However. Yeah, but does that, is that like, <clears throat> excuse me, like concurrent, like you serve your 20 
and now you have another mandatory 30. So in 50 years, you may be eligible for parole. Well, it's math that gets a little trickier in 2012. Mm. The Supreme Court decision Miller versus Alabama was decided. uh, And it was decreed that mandatory life sentences without parole was unconstitutional for juveniles, even for murder. And in 2016, Montgomery v. Louisiana ruled that this had to be applied retroactively. I I don't like that. I don't like that. This impacted between 1,200 and 1,500 cases nationwide. Yeah, great. Let's let a bunch of whacked out fucking criminals out back on the street. They, They clearly, they planned this. Like, I get that they're kids, their brains are not fully formed, but they were formed enough to make a plan for God knows how long ahead of time. Pick somebody out of a crowd, if you will, and wait and lie and wait for like the right opportunity. They shouldn't. So they should rot in prison forever. Their cases have been reviewed multiple times on appeal. Uh, most recently, Adam Chick's lawyer filed a writ of habeas corpus in November 2019, but a judge denied it. Right. Um, Finally, somebody with some fucking sense. That decision is now being appealed to the Ninth Circuit uh, Court nothing on it yet uh one weird thing that did happen on appeal back in 2011 was the idaho supreme court vacated draper's conviction on conspiracy to commit first degree murder what that decision was based on a claim that jurors were given erroneous instructions on that charge like they like what it's clear it's clear that they premeditated this that so that was vacated but in that same review it was affirmed the conviction for first degree murder was affirmed including the life sentence without parole and they're both still serving life sentences in Idaho State Prison. So they're just serving for murder, but not the conspiracy. Right. Well, But only Draper. But how is that a fi- What erroneous fucking instructions? I'd love to know what these erroneous instructions were. They conspired. That's conspiracy. I don't give a shit. What? <laughs> well, I'm just going to give you these erroneous instructions. Uh, pay attention to Exhibit A. Uh, disregard the conspiracy altogether like I, what i obviously am not a jd so i didn't read, <laughs> oh you don't have a jd i didn't read the supreme court decision but i would wonder if it was related to tying the two charges together like if you find him guilty on one you have to you find have him to find him guilty on the other i mean i mean that makes sense though why right. would that be like it, i don't understand why that would be, a, be like a, a point of, of contention like do you know what i mean they clearly conspired together there's video proof that they're talking about planning this. Is that not conspiracy? Do I not have a grasp of the English language right now? Like, that is conspiracy. That is conspiracy. That's conspiracy 101. Yes. Right? We're pre-planning something together with someone else. That's you and I yes. are planning to commit a heist. Yeah. That's conspiracy. As soon as, we, as soon as I bring you into it and we start talking about it, mm-hmm. that's conspiracy. So what... If I keep your secret. Are you, are you actually going to act like you wouldn't keep my secrets right now? You know I would keep your secrets. Okay, fine. Okay, good. Yeah, so we're co-conspirators. Like, get out of here with this. I hope they rot in jail for fucking ever. And that poor girl. I can't even imagine what her family must have been like. And the boyfriend, too. These are his friends. I'm surprised they didn't try to rope him in and say he was part of it. Like, oh, he knew we were coming. Like He's the one who invited call. us over. This like, phone call, like, that to, phone call was to say, "All's clear." All's right? clear. I'm not there. Yeah. You can go in and do whatever you want. Because fucking it's, it's, raper and yeah. whatever his friend's name is, like, get out of here. It's it's not difficult to imagine. He's part of it. 
he keeps her calm while they're making noise in the basement or turning power yeah, off. Yeah, to like, be like, oh, it's, probably, yeah, it's nothing. probably nothing. Don't worry about it. I'll even call my mom knowing he's 16 and she will She's never know. She's not going to let him Go stay there. And right. then he dips. Right. I mean, I guess the only wild card would have been if she actually accepted went and went yeah. to his house for the night. And then that whole plan is foiled. But, you know, but she loved animals like most of us do. So, because, as evidenced by this story, they are better than <laughs> animals people. Animals are better than people. And with that, fuck those guys. Fuck them. <laughs>